You are now listening to Yahweh the God of Healing taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to listen to more messages like this one. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy today's message and God bless you. Good morning. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Wednesday, this Sunday Bible study. Praise be to Yahweh and Yahshua in the highest. Amen. Let's get right into this. Yahweh, the God of healing. Yahweh, the God of healing. What does it mean to be healed by God? There's different forms of healing from our Father. Um, of course, we have the physical healing, which heals our bodies, our, um, our mental space, our mind. And then we have the spiritual side of things, which most people need in order to actually obtain a physical healing. Without the spiritual healing, your physical healing is null and void. So you need both. And we're going to speak about this healing. We're going to speak about who can receive the healing, who cannot receive the healing. Of course, it takes um, faith to work any miracle from God in your life, for God to even work in your life. It says um, to know that God is God before you even come to him. So let's get right into this. Yahweh, the God of healing. The book of Isaiah is where we're going to begin. Isaiah 40, verse 18. Isaiah 40, 18. If you have it, say glory to God. And it reads, To whom then will ye liken God? Question. Or what likeness will you compare unto him? There's no comparing God to anyone. God is in the class all by himself. And we know that. We we understand that because we see his miracles. We see his wonderful deeds. We see his wisdom, his magnificent wisdom. He's omnipotent, never changing. God is great. The workman melteth a graven image, and the goldsmith spreadeth it over with gold and cast of silver change, false gods, false-minded people. When someone is dealing um, falsely in life and they're not sticking to the, um, the attributes of God, the ways of God, the wisdom of God, the word of God, and they're um, being false all on their own because they're influenced by other spirits or influenced by humans or other people. They usually have a false mindset, meaning they want to be that way. They want to um, try to find their own way instead of subscribing to the ways of God. Verse 20, he that is so impoverished that he or she have no oblation chooseth a tree that will not rot. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image. That shall not be moved. These people seek falsehood because their spirit is filled with that type of falsehood. That's what they want. They want to be deceived. Some people probably be like, no, no one wants to be deceived. Yes, people love falsehood. They love worldliness. People love to be out of the realm of the holiness of God. They just do. And they try to play both ways. And you can't do that. So you have people in the world who seek falsehood with their spirit because they have a false um, mindset. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Have it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth that Yahweh is I am God, there is none other? Have you not understand these things? This is why people need a healing spiritually first before they can be healed physically. That's how it works. The spiritual healing comes first 
then the physical healing comes because it takes strength and it takes power and it takes might and it takes faith to have any type of healing from God, spiritual or physical. But you can't even get to the physical unless you have that spiritual healing first, meaning unless you realize, unless you wake up. It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. He sees everything. He encompasses everything. And the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. We are very small to God. That stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. Praise God. God is the creator of all things. He does all things. No one can even fathom the depths of his wisdom. There is no reaching the limit of his wisdom because there is no limitations on God. That bringeth the princes to nothing. He maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Everyone and everything that's not of him is vanity to him. There is, is nothing. You got to understand that. Just because a prince or a king or a president or a queen or um, a dictator, a sultan or whatever you want to call it, is a ruler, God's just allowing it. You got to understand, God allows things. God's the real ruler, okay? And everyone that's not subscribed to his way is very small to him. Yet, they shall not be planted, yea, they shall not be sown. Yea, their stock shall not take root in the earth. Meaning, they're not going to flourish, they're not going to prosper, they're not going to grow. God's going to wipe them out. And he shall also blow upon them, and they shall wither. And the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. We are small to God. And his marvelous strength, his marvelous power. There's no comparing God to anything or anyone. And if you try, it is even looked at as a sin. Because God is God all by himself. To whom then will you liken me? No one. Or shall I be equal? Question, saith the Holy One. No one at all. He's in a class all by himself. Don't forget that. When you speak to, when you speak to God in, in the name of Jesus Christ, don't forget where God is. He's in a class all by himself. Christ in a class all by himself. Because Yahweh and Christ are one with the Holy Spirit. Lift up your eyes on high and behold who have created these things. That bringeth out their hosts by number. He calleth them all by names. By the greatness of his might. For that he is strong in power. Not one faileth. Not one star faileth. They all shine forever. Until God said be no more. Why sayest thou O Jacob. And speakest O Israel. My way is hid from the Lord Yahweh. And my judgment is passed over. From my God. Why, why do people think that God can't see them? Why do people believe that God don't know what's going on in their heart and in their mind? He is the heart knower. Only God can read a mind. Only the spirit of God can read a mind. Only Christ can read a mind. That's why you can't hide anything from him. And when you do, it looks very shallow to God. Very, very shallow. He says, be up front. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Speak to God in that manner. Don't lie to your father. Don't lie to Jesus Christ. Don't lie to the spirit. He knows all things. It's just a waste of time. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is here from the Lord Yahweh, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Question, have thou not known, have thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord Yahweh, the creator of the ends of the earth, faileth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. Listen, 
Again, he's in a class all by himself. And if he's in a class all by himself, he has the power to lift up anyone who needs a healing. He has the power to heal anyone who needs a healing. He has the power to heal spiritually and physically. And you must understand that. Listen close, 29. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Why does he increase strength? For defense, to fight. To fight in the name of Jesus Christ. To fight against our own ways. To fight against Satan. To fight against Antichrist who is Satan. To fight against um, Satan's evil spirits. And the ways and the wicked ways of the world. He gives us strength. And that strength lifts us up. And it allows us not to be faint and to be weak. And it allows our minds and our spirits to be healed. So that we can grow in him. And start anew. And never be the same again. There's no, there's, there is, once you come to God in Jesus Christ's name, there is no being the same. You cannot be the same. Your whole way is going to change. Your whole mindset's going to change. Verse 30, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. They're young, the youth. They're not going to have the strength to do anything because they're not getting their strength from God. But they that wait upon the Lord Yahweh shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Why? Because God gives strength. God gives the healing. When you see people in life go through life, something tragic happened in their life and they go through life. Something physical happened in their life and they go through life and they're not healed. They're still weary about what happened. They're still physically and mentally weary about what happened and it makes them weak inside and it changed who they are. Yes, they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with, but they're not spiritually healed. So therefore the physical and the mind healing is not going to come until the spiritual healing comes. As it was in the first earth age, we were spiritual. And as we are in this earth age, in the second one, we are physical. And as we're going back to the spirit in the third earth age, we will be spiritual again. So therefore, the healing process goes spiritual healing first, physical healing, and then you will be okay to live in the name of Jesus Christ to God in Jesus' name in the spirit. Glory to God. That's the truth. Listen, Yahweh is a God of healing. And understanding our pain, our life sometimes, in life sometimes we get in our own minds. Okay? We get in our own way. And we don't understand. We don't understand the truth. We don't understand Yahweh's power. We don't get it. That's why he sent us so words. That's why he sent teachers. So that we can get it. So we can get closer to him. And so we can have that spiritual healing and the physical healing follows right after that. Because he can and he will heal you. That's what he does. He's the God of healing. Know that he truly understands your pain 100%. Your father, Yahweh, wants you pain free. He wants you hurt free. It upsets him when you're in a, um, a state of hurt. So let Yahweh be your father. And be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Psalms 91. Psalms 91.
Psalms 91 verse 1. Listen to your father speak. This is David. Okay. Speaking here. My man, David. Psalms 91 verse 1. If you have it, say glory to God. And it reads, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God, of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Beautiful verse. Wonderful verse. Famous verse. Most High God. Okay? What you have here is you have a special name, a sacred name of our Father. And I'm going to pull that up for you because I think that is important here. So you have Alayan. You have Alayan, and it means not as the powerful creator, but as the possessor of heaven and earth. As the possessor of heaven and earth. Not as he who created the earth, but as he who owns heaven and earth. In all reality, because he created it. Alayan. Beautiful name. It's so, so beautiful. We serve a wonderful God who makes everything right for us when we serve and look to him. He's saying, I own heaven and earth. I own every soul. I own everything that breathes and moves on this earth and in space. I own everything under the heaven and everything in the ocean. I own it all. Aliyah. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, Yahweh, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Listen, when you're in that secret place of the Most High, you will abide under that shadow of the Almighty and not one thing will come to you. Not one thing will cause you fear or pain or hurt. But you have to be healed by Yahweh, the God of healing, in order for that to take place. You have to be healed spiritually and physically, we can do this. Watch this. Three. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the father. That's any trap that Satan sets for you. That's any trap that the world sets for you. That's any trap that your so-called friend sets for you. That's any trap that your own family will set for you. He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler because you can't even see it. And from the noisome pestilence, all the noise around you that goes, people saying you can't do this, you can't do that, and um, this is this way, this is that way, you'll never make it, you'll never do this. You can't, you can't listen to the noise. It's pestilence. You can't listen to it. It's not of God. Mature, grow, move on. Prakaptos. Move no matter what in the name of Jesus Christ. Move no matter what in the spirit of God. He protects you from all of that. Have your mind healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Fear plays no role. For he shall cover thee with his feathers as a mother does. And under his wing shall thou trust you better trust him, or you don't have to, but you I think you should. It's wise to do so. You know how some people say, I'm a wise individual, and most of those people don't even trust God. They don't even trust Yahweh. They don't even trust Jesus Christ. What makes you wise when you don't trust Jesus? Nothing. It makes you a fool, because all wisdom comes from God.
If you're not tapped into the source of the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit may flow through you, you have no wisdom. For again, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler, part of the armor of God, Ephesians 6. Part of the armor of God, your shield and your buckler. Yeah, the shield protects you from the fiery darts of Satan. Not from the world, but from the fiery darts of Satan. Because anything that's thrown at you from the world is from the devil. So know where it's coming from. Your buckler, hold your pants up, friend. So that you can stand and not fall down. So your pants aren't sagging with a poop butt. Like most of this generation is. Pick your pants up. You learn something. Five. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. We ain't got nothing to worry about. Do you understand? Listen, people who worry, their minds not healed. People who fear, their minds not healed because they're spiritually not healed. So you can't even get to the mind part yet. Those people going to worry. They're going to be afraid of a leaf crumbling under their foot at night or early in the morning. What was that? Chill out. It's just a leaf. Just a shadow. Six. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Pestilence, humans. They're pest. They're pestilence. Satan's workers. Pestilence. You ain't got to worry about an animal, a human, the devil, demons. Have no fear, but have your mind healed by Yahweh, the God of healing. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Let me explain. So, in this final generation, the Antichrist will come, and you will have people falling by the hundreds of thousands. Not falling... In the sense where they're hurt, but worshiping Antichrist, okay? Worshiping Antichrist. You won't do so. You won't worship Antichrist because you know the truth. Your mind has been healed to a point where you can understand. And then you have the other side of that coin, which talks about if, if, you're, if destruction comes and it will come, Destruction now or destruction on the Lord's day. Either either type of destruction. If 10,000 fall by your right side and on your left side, you could be right in the middle of it because you've been healed by Yahweh, the God of healing, spiritually and physically. It will not bother you at all. You will not be touched. Not one hair in your head will be touched. Praise God. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Yeah, you're going to see them go into the lake of fire. Praise God. Good riddance. If you don't want to serve God, be gone. Because thou hast made the Lord Yahweh, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. That's where you dwell. That's where you stay. That's why we end every service with. Remember to stay in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. Because that's where you're supposed to be in his grace. Nowhere else. Anywhere else is going to get you in trouble. Anywhere else is going to get you dead. Anywhere else is going to get you spiritually scarred, spiritually messed up, physically messed up, 
stay in the habitation of the Most High God in His grace, in Jesus Christ. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, meaning in all God's ways. When you're doing things God's way, you can't tempt God. You can't say, oh, it's three in the morning. God got me. I'm in a bad neighborhood. God got me. That ain't how that work. Okay? Use wisdom. Take your behind home. Take your behind home. If you got a mile to drive to get to a decent neighborhood where you can walk into an ATM to use it and the door locks behind you, then you go and you walk to, and you drive to a decent neighborhood. If you got two miles to do so, do so. That's wisdom. But if you're lazy enough to get out in the ghetto in an open ATM where somebody can knock you upside your head because it's convenient and it's right there, that's not wisdom. Don't tempt the Lord thy God. Use wisdom. And when you use wisdom, he will keep you in all his ways, not yours. Because most of our ways, most of the time, don't make any sense at all. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. I know this to be true. God is a saver. He saves. Jesus saves. He sends his angels to protect and to save. But you have to be in that place. Your mind, your spirit has to be healed by Yahweh, the God of healing. And everything else will fall into place. He will not allow the devil to run Rashad right through you. He will not allow your enemies to run right, Rash, to run right through you. He will not allow the world to run through you. Praise God. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The lion, that's the young lion. The adder is the devil. The young lion, they have no training. These, these young people today, they think that they could just run out and just do this and do this and do that. That ain't the way the world works. It takes wisdom to be successful. It takes wisdom to have a great hunt. It takes wisdom to fish. It takes understanding. Thou shalt tread upon the young lion. And the adder, that's the snake, that's the serpent, the devil. The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample underfoot. There's no competition for you. There's no competition at all for you. They will trample underfoot. LeBron James said something one day, and, and I love quoting him because he said, he says, in everything there's wisdom. He said, but if we're speaking in basketball terms, and my IQ has evolved. Because when I was younger, I would try to use my brute strength as a young lion does to overcome any obstacle on the court. He says, today, in my 21st season, I use more wisdom and I use my brain to overcome all things. So I, so today's player that I am today, I would dominate that Miami Heat and Cleveland um, Cavalier player because I'm smarter today than I was back then. And that's wisdom. That's wisdom. He's saying, I know how to trample the, the adder, the dragon, the young lion in the foot. God expects us to use wisdom. Without wisdom, you can't be healed by Yahweh, the God of healing. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Why? So if you set your love on God, if you set your love on Yahweh, he will deliver you. 
No matter what's going on, he will deliver you. But in order to be delivered, you must receive a spiritual healing first so that you can understand the delivery. Amen. We serve a great God. I will set him on high because he have known my name. What name? Yahweh. Not Yahweh. Because ain't no way it's Yahweh. I'm getting to that message. Ain't no way it's Yahweh. It's Yahweh. You got a lot of ignorant scholars. Or people who think they're scholars. And only can't even quote the Hebrew alphabet or the Greek. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. Why? Because you're in the way of God. You know his name. You know the name to call on. And he will answer. And I will answer him or her. I will be with him in trouble. He ain't saying you're not going to go through stuff. He's saying I will be with you in trouble. Because Satan's going to always bring it. Who would Satan be if he didn't always bring it? And who would you be if your mind's not healed, your spirit's not healed to see him bringing it and to rebuke him in the name of Jesus Christ? God gave us the power to control every situation. Stop with the excuses. Stop with the excuses. I hate excuses. God hates excuses, but he understands. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him or her? And I will show him or her my salvation. Jesus Christ, the true Christ. We serve a great God. Glory to God. So when we make Yahweh the most high in our lives, that means he's above everything. He's above wife, husband, kids, friends, success, wealth, um, heart's desires, the world, family, food. He's above your own image and how you want to look in life and how you want your life to be. Yahweh will make you his priority and bless you above all. And, and it will be known. People will see and they will know that you are blessed of God. Starting with wisdom spiritually and then everything else will work his way out. Because without the wisdom, you can't even take care of God's blessings. Without the spiritual healing, you can't even enjoy God's blessings. Come on. That's the truth. He will heal you from your from your um, your battles. Whatever you're battling, he will heal you from it. And all your scars, that life and that Satan left on your heart and on your spirit. And that's the truth. It's about trusting Yahweh in Jesus Christ's name. Don't be one of those people who um, trust but really don't trust. Don't be one of those people who say, oh, I love God, but... Don't be one of those people who say, I trust God, but don't be one of them people because that's a bad person. Don't play games with your father. First Peter. Peter chapter two, two verses. Peter chapter two, verse 24. For two verses here. If you have to say glory to God. Who his own flesh bear our sins, speaking of Jesus Christ, and his own body on the tree, on the cross, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. So what heals us? Our faith in Jesus Christ. 
What heals us? The blood of Jesus Christ. What heals us? The stripes that he took, his blood from them stripes, heals us when we have faith. But you must be healed spiritually first. That mean, you know what that means? That means that you must know that God is God. And you must live accordingly in order for your spiritual healing to work and your physical healing to work. For we are as sheep going astray. We always go astray. There's no one perfect. We always make mistakes. There's no one perfect. And we need to be healed from our mistakes. Thus goes repentance, which brings in that spiritual healing and then the physical healing takes place. Glory to God. But ye are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your soul. The overseer of your soul. When you repent, you come back to the bishop, which is the overseer of your soul. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Praise God. We serve a great God. So let me explain this to you. The healing is there. But you got to be a believer. It's there, the healing is there, but you got to repent. The healing is there, but you got to walk into the healing of Yahweh by faith. In Jesus Christ's name. See, Yahweh won't let us suffer. We let ourselves suffer in life. I'm going to repeat that. Yahweh will not let us suffer. We let ourselves suffer in life. He says, I gave you power. I gave you strength. I gave you wisdom. I gave you understanding. I gave you knowledge. So why suffer? Why let fear take root? Why allow yourself not to be healed spiritually or physically by Yahweh, the God of healing? When we claim we believe and it doesn't translate in our lives, you're lying. By wisdom and blessing and love and peace and happiness. That's that translation. Let me read it again. By wisdom, meaning the way you think, the way you do things, the mind of Christ. By the blessings of God. By believing. And by love, do you have it? Do you, do you put out love? By joy, do you have joy? Do you put joy out? By peace, is it inside of you? Do you put it out? By happiness, is it in you? Do you put it out? You suffer because of self, not because of God. We suffer because we will not be spiritually healed. We take upon ourselves the ways of the world, and the, um, the burden of everything. When Christ says, cast your burdens on me, for my yoke is light. You don't have to hold everything. You don't have to be a big man or, or a big woman. You don't have to do that. God says, I understand. Let me heal you spiritually, and then I will heal you physically. Let me do that for you. You are my child. I want to do that for you. I don't want you suffering. I don't want you worrying. I don't want your anxiety to the highest point. Satan does though. He wants to kill you. So you got to wake up before it's too late. Psalms 147.
Psalms 147. I'm going to start with verse 1. Psalms 147, verse 1. If you have a say, glory to God. Praise ye the Lord, Yahweh. That means hallelujah. For it is good to sing praises unto our God. When people don't praise God, when people don't praise Jesus Christ, that's a red flag to me. Because how you not, not praise God. Did I say that right? How you not, not praise God. Have you ever heard that song? It's by, um, Eric, I think it's by Erica Campbell. One of the um, sisters, and it goes, you don't love God, I love God, what's wrong with you? Or whatever, it's really funny, it's a really funny song. But my point is, how you not praise God? How you not give God and Christ the glory for everything in your life? Not just for when things go good, not just for when God's, when he pulls you through, not just for every miracle that he's ever done, but how do you not praise God just because of who he is? How do you not praise God just because of who he is? How do you not give Christ the glory because of who he is? He is God, the Emmanuel God with us. How do you not praise God for the spirit, for the truth? I'm going to read it again because I love to praise God. Praise ye the Lord, Yahweh, hallelujah, for it is good to sing praises unto the Lord. Unto our God. For it is pleasant and praises calmly. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. That's what that means, calmly. It's a beautiful thing. It's nothing normal about it. It's beautiful. God is praised. Him and Jesus Christ is praised all day, every day, every minute of the day in heaven. And I try to do the, I do the, ain't no try, I do the same on earth. Verse 2. The Lord Yahweh doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up the wounds. That's what he does. Yahweh, the God of healing. That's who he is. But you got to want to be healed. You got to know that he is God. That spiritual healing will come when you know that in the name of Jesus Christ. And then that physical healing will sew everything else up. Glory to God. That's who he is. Stop doubting. Stop being weak. Stand up for God. If you say you believe in God and Jesus Christ, stand up. Take your mind and your spirit and your physical life to the next level. Stand up. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord. And of great power. His understanding is infinite. Meaning there's no ending. There's no end. You can't measure it. You can't put a cap on it. You can't put a ceiling on it. There's no end to it. You can't judge it. That's how great our father is. The Lord Yahweh lifted up the meek. That's the humble. Be humble. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. Yes, he does. He has no use for the wicked. He has no use for someone who won't be humble. He has no use for someone who won't even serve him. Don't care. Bye-bye. 
My mother-in-law always, she always goes, boy, bye, or girl, bye. And that's the truth. If it's whack, call it what it is, whack. Seven, to close this chapter up. Sing unto the Lord Yahweh with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. And if you don't know how to play the harp, that's fine. Play the strings of your heart to your father. Let him know how much you love him. Give him the glory because he's worthy to be praised. Listen, if you're healed by Yahweh and you're truly serving him and loving him, you will praise him and your praise will be real and true. You don't. We don't praise him because of things. We don't praise him because of what he can do. We know he can do all things. There's nothing he can't do. He can do anything and all things. Nothing's too big for God because he is greater than all things. But he wants us to understand that and that we must praise him and that we must glorify him for the, for the spiritual healing and for the physical healing because without it, we're lost. We are truly lost. Psalms 30, verse 1. Let's get there. Psalms 30. Two verses. Listen to David. I will extol thee, O Lord Yahweh. I'm going to praise you. For thou hast lifted me up and have not made my foes to rejoice over me. Imagine if God removes himself for one minute. Imagine if he removes himself from you, from your mind, from your spirit. Imagine if he says, okay, oh, time to go. And packs everything up and moves himself out of your spirit, out of your home, out of your space, out of your thought process. Satan will ruin you. God is the wall that protects you. So when you need a healing because of the battle, go to where the source of power is, which is Yahweh, in the name of Jesus Christ. The name of, you ever walk into a room and it's pitch dark and you find a light switch and you click it on and it's all bright? Yeah, that light switch is Jesus Christ. That's his name. Click it on. And stop sitting in the doggone dark. For he will lift you up over your foes. Listen, you got foes and you don't even know you got foes. Because you have an enemy by the name of Lucifer, Satan, Abaddon, the destroyer, Apollyon, the destroyer, the serpent, Antichrist, Satan himself, the devil, Slewfoot, Butterboy. You have an enemy. And that enemy that you have has workers. And those workers are spiritual and some of them are physical. And they live on this earth. And it causes things to happen in your life that causes you stress and trouble. And that causes you pain and hurt. You need to be healed from that. So you can continue in the battle. It's just a scar. It's just a map of your life. That's what scars are, a map of your life. That's all. Verse 2. 
O Lord, Yahweh, my God, I will cry unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Do you cry in faith? I bet you do. I hope you do. You have to. There's only one way to cry, and that's in faith. If you're going to cry, cry in faith to the Father, as David just said here. If you're going to cry to God in the name of Jesus Christ, do it in faith. Do it in the power of God. Just don't cry to be a brat. Just don't cry because I can't overcome. You don't have to. Christ overcame. He will make you overcome. What you can't handle, he does. But for some reason, people can't handle the truth. For some reason, it's a problem. We're trying to move on from the problem. And we're trying to walk in victory. David saying, Lord, Yahweh, I will praise thee. I will praise thee. For you have protected me all my life. You healed my heart and my spirit, my mind. When self got in the way, you fixed it. When Satan attacked me, you fixed it. When my family attacked me, you fixed it. When my so-called friends attacked me, you fixed it. When the world came for me, you fixed it. You sealed up every wound. And you made me whole. And for that reason, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's close out Mark 15, I mean Mark 5. Mark 5, 21, in closing. If I could find it, we could get there. Mark 5. Mark 5, verse 21, if you have it, say glory to God. In closing, and it reads, And when Jesus was passed over again, by the ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, rightfully so, because he is God. He is Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords. He who came to die on the cross to save all, to heal all, by his stripes we are healed. Praise God. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. This man has faith. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she may live. Praise God. Listen, the power of healing is real. I know for a fact that it is. God works through me through healing. All you have to do is ask. And Jesus... In the name of Jesus. That's all you have to do is ask. And Jesus went with him. And much people followed him. And thronged him. Meaning got real close. Real, real close. This is um interesting because when it says a lot of people um, thronged him. It just means they touched him. It's a crowd of people. It's like walking on a packed day. At Disney World or at Six Flags or at a, a, a big amusement park or if the mall's packed and like on Black Friday, which is coming up, is going to be crazy. You in the mall, you crazy on Black Friday. And it's just packed on that day. People are going to touch people when they walk by you. And I want to bring up this word touch because a lot of people at this time touched Christ. But they touched them 
without having faith. When you touch Christ with faith, you touched his heart, his love, the source of power. And it will touch you back with whatever your request is. Glory to God. Understand what's going on here. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, a lot of blood flowing for 12 years, nonstop, and has suffered many things of many physicians, a lot of cheats, and has spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. She was on her way out. She was on her way out to die because this disease, this plague that she had, wasn't being healed, and the doctors couldn't explain it to her, but they said they could, as, you know, Western medicine is today, okay, it's great, but then, no, here we go, 27, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in and pressed behind, and touched his garment, just the hem of his garment, glory to God, that's all you need, just one touch. For she said, if I may touch but the clothes, I shall be whole. Another place that reads the hem of his garment. That's faith. Most people don't even have. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I will be made whole. So what, what does she do here? And you have to see this. You got to understand this. She came in already in her mind spiritually knowing that God is God. Here's that spiritual healing, knowing that God is God. Then she went physically to seek him out to activate the power. Then she touched just the hem of his garment and activated the power. Now watch the respond of our Lord and Savior, of God Almighty, because she didn't just touch the hem of his garment, she touched his heart. Because if you love somebody, or someone loves you, you feel it, right? That means they touched your heart. You ever heard someone say, oh my God, they touched my heart? Yeah, because you can feel it, the faith. Watch this. 28 again. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. That's faith. Most people don't have. I got to repeat that. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up immediately. I'll add immediately. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Glory to God. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, power, dunamis, had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Let's give it a better translation. Who touched my heart? Because I'm pressed among all these people, thousands of people, and not one of them touched my heart. But this woman with this issue of blood, glory to God, with this issue of blood, she touched my heart amongst the thousands and thousands of people. Hallelujah. That's what I want you to have with God. I want you to touch his heart. I want you to touch his heart that he acts on your behalf. I want you to touch his heart. 
that he acts on your behalf for spiritual healing, for physical healing. I want you, I need you, I urge you to touch his heart as this woman touched his heart so change can take place in your life so you can be healed because you can't grow if you ain't healed. We serve a great God. He is more than able. He feels the power coming from him. The love going back out to her. 31. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee? And sayest thou who touched me? They don't get it. They don't understand. As most people don't get it. They don't understand the spiritual side of things. They don't get it. They don't get it. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. This wonderful thing. This thing of love. This thing of faith. Which is so... God, God is seeking her. Yahshua. Yahweh's Savior. He who saves. He who heals. Is seeking her. He who would lose his blood on the cross. Is seeking her. He who would take stripes. And get beaten. And his wounds will be our healing. Glory to God. Is seeking her. But the woman fearing. And trembling. Knowing what had been done. What was done in her. Came and fell down before him. And told him all the truth. That's what he wants truth. And that's what he wants to be humble. You hear that right? You see that. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Glory to God. We serve a great God. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogues house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid. Only believe. She's not She's not dead. And he suffered no man to follow him save Peter, James, and John. And the brother of James. Why? They got the most faith. I don't, I don't like to be around people who don't have faith. I don't like to be around people who don't have the power and the mindset and the, with the healed mind and the mind of Christ and the ability to make anything happen. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you ain't got that ability. And you're faithless. Stay away. But if you do have that ability and that capability. And you're seeking that. We can rock. That's what Jesus is saying here. He's taking the ones with the strongest faith. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. And see if the tumult. Everyone's mourning. And them that wept and well greatly. And when he was coming, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado? And weep. Question. The damsel was not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. Another translation of this is, this is where Thomas comes in here. This is Thomas's master, one of the disciples. And Thomas will go, Who, who are you to come in here? We've been here all this time. We've seen her. Who are you to come in here and make these false accusations? How dare you? Thomas not knowing who he's speaking to. 
He don't know that he's speaking to the master, Jesus Christ, God Almighty. He who was able to do all things. He, was, he who was able to heal and raise the dead. Glory to God. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out. Why? Because they have no faith. They're laughing. They're, un, they're not believers. He put them all out of the room. He takes the father and the mother with the faith of the damsel. And them that were with him. Who was with him? Let's see it here. Peter, James, John, and the brother of James. So we got five people. You got. We got Peter, James, John, and the brother of James. The mom, the dad. And Jesus Christ. What do you have there? You got seven people in the room. Seven. That's spiritual completeness. Come on now. And them that were with him entered in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Telatha kumi. In the Greek, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, rise. And straight where the damsel arose and walked. Praise God. Another miracle. Another healing. But see, she was already in heaven. So she, she didn't have no spiritual um, faith. She was already in heaven. But her parents did. Her parents did. The connection still grows. It still goes. They're still connected. They're always connected. Until the millennium, then they're connected in a different way. For she was the age of 12 years for the 12 tribes of Israel, the resurrection of it, symbolic. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. Yeah, because some people didn't believe, most didn't believe. But those who believed witnessed a miracle. Those who didn't believe witnessed a miracle which strengthened their faith. And now they could get a spiritual healing as well. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given her to eat. Let me tell you, the God we serve, the Christ we serve is more than able to do all things. You have to know that. You got to understand that. You have to know where Jesus Christ is coming from. You have to know that he is the source of power. In his name, we are healed by Yahweh, the God of healing. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. There you go. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. God bless you. I love you. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Have a question. Now you can ask away during any Sunday Sermons episode, available exclusively on Spotify. To submit your question, simply access the episode on the Spotify app, scroll down to the bottom of your mini player, and ask away. We can't wait to hear from you.